Hey, everybody, this is another edition of Fighting Words, a Town Hall VIP podcast starring Kurt Schlichter, featuring Kurt Schlichter, produced by Kurt Schlichter, artistic director Kurt Schlichter, gaffer Kurt Schlichter, writer Kurt Schlichter. Uh, that subtle snicker you hear is Arena. We're in a car. We're violating the law, people. We are breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law. We are out on a non-essential task, out on the road, out on the street, making it happen, making moves. Shaken. What's shaken? Baker Street. No, wait, that's the wrong one. No, it's Joe Walsh. In the city. That's the uh, also theme to the Warriors. Now, a lot of people know that, but that's a fact. So anyway, what are we doing? We're driving around. We're going to do something somewhere. I'm not going to draw. I'm not going to draw other people into my criminal web, folks. But we are going to go gather with people not from our household to perform tasks that may or may not be authorized by Gavin Newsom and Eric Garcetti. Instead, they're being they are being authorized by my ass. Yes, my my shitbox has literally exponentially more authority over what I do, what I think, what I say, what I feel, how I act, where I go, where I am, what I say, than those human hairstyles with their idiotic COVID rules. Let's let's talk a little about constitutional law. You down for that shit? I'm down for it. I'm always down for it because the Constitution's important, particularly to me. Today, Saturday, the 5th of December, is the 30th anniversary of me deploying from Stuttgart to Dakaran, Saudi Arabia, as part of Operation Desert Storm, part of Seven Corps, the 100,000-man armored corps, which is the mightiest corps-level formation in human history that destroyed an entire army, not a corps, an entire army. Well, we had help from 18 Airborne Corps and the Marines. But we, we destroyed an entire army in 100 hours. So, because I have actually gone and deployed, I, the Constitution is particularly important to me. Let's talk about how it works. Let's talk about strict scrutiny. What is strict scrutiny? Strict scrutiny is what is applied when analyzing whether an infringement on a certain special constitutional right is allowable. There are rare instances, certain exceptions. Liberals always focus on those. They never like the general rule, like you get to speak freely. They're always looking for some some exception, some uh, loophole to shut you up, to take your rights. Now, when you want to take people's rights to, you know, travel freely, go places, associate, petition, etc., and so forth, that would seem to me to fall under strict scrutiny. What is strict scrutiny? Well, it's strict and it's scrutiny. And it requires, among other things, that you choose the least, alter least infringing alternative. What's that mean? Well, if you have to do something, and a pandemic, I think, could conceivably... Uh, for short, discrete periods of time, backed up by science, because we all believe in science. I know I believe in science. Oh, my gosh, who doesn't believe in science? Probably people. No one in my neighborhood, because they all have science in their front yard, that say, I believe in science and black lives matter. And, 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 and I'll call the cops if I see somebody who's not white in my neighborhood, because that's what liberals do. But anyway, fuck them. Um, anyway, I believe in science. So th this ties into strict scrutiny. How? Here's how it ties in. I can't get COVID. 
I am immune. Irina is immune. I can't get it. I can't give it. Why? Because I kicked its ass. I cheated death. I was one of the point oh oh or about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people who had the uh, uh, you know had the freaking flu and got over it. Okay, I had it. I'm done. I'm immune. I am better than any of your 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 puny vaccines because what's a vaccine do? Why can't it? It produces an a uh, a uh, a immune system response to the presence of the virus. Well, I had the virus. I had an immune system response. I beat the living shit out of it. I was Mike Tyson ripping off its fucking ear. Okay, it's a Vander Holyfield. I'm Mike Tyson without the weird sexual baggage. Or the face tattoo. Well, I couldn't get a face tattoo yet because they've closed every fucking thing down. In fact, look at all these people are out here. I'm on the 405. I'm heading north. There's a lot of people out here, man. There's a lot of people. Haven't you heard? We're supposed to be living in fear. Let's see how many of these dickwads are wearing masks. And oh, there's one. Anywho, so here's how I'm rolling. Um, strict scrutiny. Where's the least... Restrictive alternative. Now we have been told that millions of Americans are getting this mildly irritating virus and we've got to go crazy. Well, that means millions of Americans have had it, which means millions of Americans are immune, which means there's this large body of people out there who have no scientific reason to be locked up in their hovels, much less having a diaper wrapped around their fucking pie hole. Right? Right? You see what I'm saying? You see how I'm rolling? That's how I roll. I roll hard. I roll hard on the con law. So, how can it be the least restrictive alternative when there is a significant number of people to whom we don't, to whom uh, there is no danger and who present no danger? This is science, folks. Why do you hate science? Well, as some somebody once said, and it was stupid, said, "Well, if we allow people who are completely immune and not in danger to be out." Other people could pretend to be like that. Are you saying my constitutional rights should be taken for, for, because someone else might commit a crime, because someone else might be wrong, because it's easier for the cops and the narcs? Um, I, as I believe, and I think it was, I think it was Justice Scalia who said, fuck that noise. That's a bullshit. Kiss my ass. We're not doing that. Okay, so this shit is manifestly unconstitutional. Uh, I know here in Los Angeles, there's actually a Los Angeles Superior Court judge uh, entertaining a evidentiary hearing on uh, 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 restaurants not being able to have outside dining, uh, and that's on Tuesday. Okay, and I'm, I'm frankly, I'm looking, uh, I, I'm looking to uh, uh, see this uh, Judge Chalfon, who I think I've been in front of, toss this shit out. Did you see that viral video? That poor woman saying, "Hey, man, I have this restaurant. I poured my life into it." Spent a lot of money to do outside dining. I'm not allowed to do that. And you look over there, and Gavin Newsom's uh, uh, slobber buddies in the entertainment industry, they could set up an outdoor dining facility for their movie set. Why can't she, but why can they? Well, maybe you should have paid more money to Gavin Newsom. French Laundry ain't paying for itself. Holy shit. So anyway, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want. That's my rule. I'm going to do what I want when I want and how I want. And I and, and there are a lot of other people out here doing it, too. I mean, the streets are, this is, uh, it's not normal Saturday night traffic, but it's kind of getting there. You know, there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going down. 
Uh, I am uh, I am near the airport, and I'm passing the airport. I'm going north. I am, I'm near La Tijera and Randy's Donuts, if you know the lay down of L.A. And I know you do. Randy's Donuts. It's a, it's a big donut. So we got that going on. Anyways, right. Manchester is over there. Manchester! That'd be a great character. I am Brute Manchester. That's I, I got a new series coming. By the way, have you bought Crisis yet? Oh, God, Kurt's pimping his books. He's putting it out on the street like Huggy Bear and saying, bitches, bring me my money. Well, bitches, bring me my money. You need to get Crisis. You need to get People's Republic, Indian Country, Wildfire, Collapse, and Crisis. You need to get because it's Christmas time at Fort Schlichter, and I need some cash. And you need gifts. You need gifts for fellow conservatives, conservatives you love, and for liberals you hate because my books will please the conservatives and treat the liberals like Ned Beatty on the world's worst canoe trip or world's best canoe trip. I'm not judging Ned Beatty. I have no particular – I'm just saying – He's probably got mixed emotions about it. So we. All right, now you got to squeal like a pig. We're going. Uh, this is wacky here. This is nuts. Uh, you're going. Gosh, did Kurt plan this out? I did not plan it out. By the way, think about great thing about being in Los Angeles. You're near uh, 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 places you've seen in movies. I am now passing. If you remember the movie Heat, and if you're a man, you do. Uh, if you remember the movie Heat, they had a cool shootout scene at a drive-in movie theater. I'm just passing where that was. It is gone now. The drive-in movie theater is bulldozed. It's now condos. But I remember, you remember, we're not going to let that memory dim. And speaking of memory, let's get a little serious here. We are uh, approaching 90 West, and that means uh, the uh, uh, cemetery where Andrew Breitbart is buried. So let me toss a salute off to uh, A.B. over there, because without Andrew Breitbart, where the hell would we be? We'd be in bitch school and repeating a grade, okay? But, yeah, that's, uh, that's where they've laid to rest Andrew Breitbart, and, man, what a luck. Can you imagine how great things would be if Andrew was here right now, part of the game, making it happen? Holy crap, it would be amazing. It would be astonishing. But it's up to you and to me to carry on his his vision. Because he's a visionary. He saw how this stuff played out. He saw how things were going to happen. He saw what we needed to do. He understood friends and enemies, folks. And he had one cry. What was that? What was his shout? What was his uh, crow de coeur? I, I don't know how to I don't know how to speak French because it's kind of a sissy language. But anyway... What, what what did he say? War! Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's fight the power. By the way, have you read my town hall column today? You should. And I know there's going to be people out there who are sad because I slap a bitch hard. Because there's some stupid-ass shit going on. And I'm not going to go and pretend that your stupid-ass shit ain't stupid. Am I talking to you? I hope not. Are you one of those people who goes, let's show those rhinos but that they can't steal an election from us uh, by, you know, and, and empower the Democrats? And the way we'll do it is by giving the Senate to those same Democrats by sitting out and letting them just win the next election. What kind of fucking thinking is that? Are you what? What the hell is wrong with people thinking like that? That's not you. All right, you're sitting there going, "Kurt, I, I didn't think like you." God, for God's sake, get out of my face! I'm out of your face. And if I was in your face, if I was coughing in your face, you would be safe because I am COVID free. I even got that as my tramp stamp. It says 
no pangolin pandemic here. That's what my tramp stamp says. Anywho. So, where are we at? First of all, it's like 400 degrees in my fucking car. That's the problem with having a fine German automobile. Everything works. When you say 74 degrees, that shit's 74 degrees. And you're bacon. You're bacon like those little hot dogs, uh, little weenie things wrapped up in, 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 in buns. I don't know what they're called. Cocktail weenies. What the fuck are they called? What are they called? Cocktail weenies. They're not cocktail weenies because they've got bread around them. <laughs> It's not cocktail weenies. That's what we'll call it. No. Yeah. No, we'll call cocktail weenies cocktail weenies. Right. Fucking Mitt Romney's a cocktail weenie. Pig in a blanket? Yeah. That's, a- That's what they are, pig in a blanket. I don't know where the fuck I got. How did I get to How did I get to pig in a blanket? Holy shit. Anyway, I'm coming towards the uh, the 10, if you know where the 10. How come in Los Angeles? Nowhere else. Everyone else will go, yeah, it's I-10 or Interstate 10. Yeah, I'm going on I-10. We're here. Like, it's the 10. It's the 405. It's the 101. It's the... That's just how we roll here. You know? It's, uh... It's the thing that we do. It's the way that we live in today. We're hep kids, where it's an exciting now new generation full of hepness and kids and stuff. There's still a lot of... Tra- now, there's... I won't say there's a lot of traffic, because in L.A., if... You know, in normal places, you go, God, the road's kind of busy. Here, I'm like, it's a fucking desert. But no, there's like right in front of me in the next 100 yards, probably 30 cars. Fairly good number of cars by any objective, non-LA standard. Uh, but yeah, it looks like um, it looks like uh, 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 people are going, huh, interesting suggestion, Eric Garcetti. Perhaps you should kiss my ass. I would say something a little more graphic. I would just say with kissing ass. Instead of sucking on something. But you know where. Yeah, I don't care what he does, but if it's an unsavory body part, he needs to interact with it. That's just how it has to be. So we're, uh, we're, we're now into West L.A. And, you got, and, and all you people who know L.A. are going, holy shit, how fast are you fucking driving? Um, I'm at like 70. I'm doing 70 on the 405 North near Wilshire, right? On a Saturday night. That's not bad. What do I have the uh, cruise control set at? 69. Of course I've got it set at 69. Now, what, what else would I have it set at? That's that's just... I didn't even do it voluntarily. It's like an involuntary reflex. Go for the teenage you know, dick joke. Actually, 69... It's, it's kind of a dick joke. Kind of. So there's the VA hospital. i got to go there someday. Check that out. See? So... It's a place that's occurring. There's a VA uh, cemetery over here for military folks. I once dated a chick who overlooked, whose bedroom overlooked it. So that's kind of weird. Um, what else? There's the Getty. It's up on the hill. Nothing's on fire. That's a nice change. Anyway, let, let's get back to Georgia. Y'all got to vote in Georgia if you're in Georgia. I've noticed there's a lot of people... Uh, on Twitter going, I'm not gonna, I'm mad, and if Brian Kemp doesn't declare martial law and send the Delta Force to the server farm in Savannah, I'm going, Dothan, no wait, that's Alabama, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna vote, and we, we can't vote, because we're, we're just gonna lose anyway, um, nah, um, you know, we got more votes in the Senate thing, than in, for the Republicans, even though we didn't make 50% white, we, 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 
we did get more votes. You know that, right? Well, I doesn't matter. Lynn Wood told me. Lynn Wood needs to leash his Kraken. All right? There's a lot of unleashing the Kraken. Motherfucker needs to leash his Kraken. All right? Because his shit's just nonsense. And I'm tired of him. And he needs to stop. He just needs to stop. Now, I... Like I, I deal with plaintiffs' lawyers a lot, and this is like plaintiffs' lawyer 101. Taught nuts and shout and hope you can convince 9 out of 12. By the way, I, I, I may have jury duty next week, so you'll, you'll want to tune in a week from uh, Monday for uh, Kurt's jury duty report, because I can just see that. Mr. Schlichter, tell me a little about yourself. Yeah, I'm a conservative columnist, former Army officer. My mom was a DA, and I hate scumbags ever since I was on the streets during the L.A. riots. Uh, I'm here. I'll do my job. You know, just, just you know, I, I just got to tell you. I just got to tell you, on paper... I think a lot of them are going to have challenges with me. But I want to be a juror. I mean, I, I mean, I, I want to be a juror. I mean, nobody wants, you know, it's not, not like I want to take out the trash, but I want to do my part. It's my turn. I'm not special. I, I should go and do my job, and I will. And if I'm picked for a jury, I'll try to do the very best I can. And, uh, uh, it's just I, I, I find it, because of the stereotypes of picking a jury, it's unlikely. It's unlikely that I'll be picked. But, you know, maybe I'll get picked. I got picked before. I did it once. I mean, I asked the bailiff for a stick to beat another juror's brains in with. That's that's a true story. Uh, because she was so damn stupid. Yeah, it was a she. Woman from Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, uh, if you're from L.A., you know, and you've been recognizing the landmarks, you go, oh, woman from Santa Monica. Okay. All the pieces fit. It was a DUI case, and it was a, a drunk driver guy, you know. And uh, he was uh, he was uh, he was a visitor to our country. He's an immigrant. And uh, hey, there's a thing called turn signals. You might want to try them. Maybe take your mask out of your eyes, dickwad. Anyway, um, they, they, he uh, it's a great story. I get picked for this jury, and I've just been in a three-week trial of my own, which we lost, then we won on appeal later. So I'm, like, pretty alienated from the jury system. But they picked me and let me on. I was like, okay. And um, uh, it's pretty obvious the guy was, you know, drunk. You know, he's staggering around. He's, you know, smells like alcohol. You know, his test is bad. Uh, you know, he's, he's hammered. It's like, you know, 0.25 or something. Okay, it's not even close. Guy was an immigrant. All right, you know, you know, fair is fair, dude. You know, you you, you roll the dice. You uh, uh, you know, you, you play your hand. You know, you, you you take your money or you lose your money. What? He, he did. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. He's guilty. And a woman's like, no, I don't think he's guilty because I think in his country they probably look at this very differently. And I was like, I think in his country they don't like kids to get run over by fucking drunks behind the wheel either. I'm just saying. You know, I'm not, you know, this is before I married, you know, my uh, Latin wife, who is an immigrant. But I, even back then, I think I, I think I probably had my finger on the pulse of, you know, you probably shouldn't drive around completely shit-faced. Okay, this wasn't a like, dude, you probably had a little too many, why don't you park the car, take an Uber home. Okay, I could see a cop doing that. You know, if it's like, okay, you're, you know, you're not staggering, but it, it's probably not a good idea. Just take an Uber home. Okay, I, I can see that. But this guy, you know, this guy had crossed a line, and, you know, you're not allowed to cross that line. So just, you know, 
you know, he's, she's like, no, no, we can't. We we need to have sympathy for him. I'd rather have sympathy for the people he's going to drive his fucking car into. Okay? That's, I'm just saying. And again, it was convincing. I'm happily, if the evidence uh, was such, I would happily acquit him. Evidence was such he was guilty. And, okay, I mean, you know, again, dude, you guzzled a bunch of uh, freaking tequila and you got hammered. And I, and, and I didn't know, but there, were, there was some about the case that struck me as weird. Now, I again, I try cases, so I know that there's often a lot of evidence that you and the jury don't hear. Right. It's called excluded. You know, you only hear substantial admissible evidence. There's lots of evidence, evidence meaning anything that proves or tends to prove something uh, that doesn't get in. It's not admissible for some reason. For instance, if you said, hey, I heard Joe say Bill, you know, stole the hubcaps. OK, that's hearsay. Now, it is evidence Right. It would prove or tend to prove if believed. However, it's hearsay. That is a uh, out of court statement used to prove the matter asserted. In other words, you, you can't basically say Joe said to, that Bill said something or I heard Joe say something, except for and there's a bunch of exceptions and you can spend years on hearsay. But it, basically, if it's you heard somebody who is not one of the parties uh, say something, you, you can't repeat. It. You got to go get that person. Instead, you, instead of saying, well, I heard Bill say you saw the hubcaps getting stolen, you, you go get Bill and say, hey, Bill, what did you say? Well, I saw, I saw the hubcaps getting stolen. Okay, that's not hearsay. All right. Anyway, so lots of stuff gets excluded. Lots of stuff gets left out uh, of a case. And that's, part, that's a big part of a judge's job. And that's a big part of the pretrial fights. I'll make 10, 15 motions sometime. You know, I want to keep out the police report because it's hearsay. I want to keep out... You know, uh, this expert witnesses uh, testimony because it is speculative. I want to keep this other stuff out. <laughs> Often it's objection hurts my case, but and those, those tend not to succeed. But you get the point. So I'm thinking there's got to be something I'm missing because it just, it, it is, it, I just sensed. So I actually remember the DA's name. I call the DA's office and I'm like, can I speak to Deputy you know, Dudley? He used to wear these fucking horrible ties. He'd have, like, Mickey Mouse. I'm like, and I, I literally, I, I finally calls me back. I'm like, God, tell me the story of the ties. He goes, oh, my kid picks my ties. I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's, that's, that's cute. Anyway, uh, I, look, there's something missing from this case. I don't know what it is. And he was interesting because we hung. It was a hung jury. And I explained how we hanged. I guess that's, I guess that's it. It's hanged a criminal. Is it hanged a jury? I, I. I'm not going down that fucking rabbit hole. Anyway, I'm like, I explain my thing. I go, what, 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 what was the thing that was missing? He starts laughing. I'm like, well, what's so funny? It must be, must be pretty good. Like, oh, it's great. Um, we, we weren't allowed to mention what he was, uh, uh, you know, the circumstances of his, his drive that evening. I'm like, really? What were the circumstances? Oh, he's coming back from a party. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that doesn't seem particularly prejudicial or anything. I mean, that doesn't, I, I, why would the judge exclude that? He goes, he goes, because it was a party celebrating his getting his driver's license back from the last time he got busted for DUI. So that was, that was my jury duty. I think it was like 1986, 96, 1996. So it's like 24 years ago. 
I've gone a quarter century without actually getting picked for a jury. I think it showed up once, but I didn't get called. So we'll see what happens. And if I get, I will do the very best I can. And uh, uh, I just, uh, you know, just on paper, because there's sometimes I'll get, I'll actually hire a jury consultant to come and talk to me about, do, do we want this guy? What's this guy like? And, uh, you know, it's like fucking voodoo. It's like, you know, reading the entrails of sacrificed pigeons to de- decide if the uh, uh, omens auger well. It's just, you know, I mean, there's just all this stuff. But, you know, if you're a defense guy, you supposedly don't want public workers, postmen, teachers, because they're sensitive. If you're, you know, defending a case, you want analytical people, you want engineers. Uh, I mean, you'd want cops or cop-affiliated people, but they always get kicked. Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, based on my record, it's pretty clear, you know, I mean, I was, you know, it's pretty clear that a a criminal defense attorney is probably going to think twice before having me on a jury. Now, you should think twice, think twice about everybody. It's very important. You want to get people out of a fair and I don't begrudge them uh, their right to try and get a jury that they believe is unbiased. If they think I'm biased, they should kick me off the jury. You get two kinds of challenges. One's called for cause. That is, he's completely biased. You know, oh, I know the defendant. You know, he, uh, you know, he uh, uh, exposed himself to my daughter. Okay, for cause, you are probably biased unless you have like a weird freaking family. And this is Los Angeles, so it could be a thing. But uh, there's also peremptory. You get, uh, yeah, usually it's six. We get six in my cases. I don't know what they do in criminal. But uh, you don't even have to give a reason. You're just like, uh, I'd like to thank juror number six, Mr. Schlichter, and uh, excuse him. Okay. All right. Thanks. Pick your shit up and go. And uh, the only thing you're not allowed to do, you can't do it because of race. You know, if you get a DA and he's, you know, it's a black defendant and he's uh, kicking all the black jurors off, you're probably going to have some questions. Now, you can come back and say, well, you know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Smith here, she said she's very sensitive to, uh, you know, young people and thinks the criminal justice system is biased. So I went, okay, that seems like a fair thing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not a perpetual thing. Anyway, I've gone on a tangent. I'm also where I'm going. I have actually reached my location. We are going to uh, uh, gather now and do our thing. And it was great to spend this drive with you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I'm sure Arena liked it. She's had a lot of input. And uh, that's, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, that's, that's, that's live. That's what people say. That's another edition of Unredacted, the Kurt Schlichter Town Hall VIP podcast. Watch how uh, it, like, stopped recording, like, 20 minutes ago. And I've been on this freaking insane monologue as I've driven along the freeways. Hey everybody, Kurt Schlichter here. I am back with more Unredacted. Wait, you're saying, hold on. I just had a half hour of unvarnished, unexpurgated, uncensored Kurt Schlichter. Full bore, 12 gauge, holy crap. And now there's more? There's more? There is, because I'm with my pal Drew Maddich, and my wife Arena's over there, but she rarely talks during these. I don't know why. So is this the bonus track that's like at the end of the CD? Exactly. It's the bonus 
track at the end of the CD. It is Train in Vain on uh, London, London Calling. London Calling, that's right. Which they, is they one of the top track. 10 greatest songs ever made. Yes. Let's talk a little about music because whenever we come over to Drew's place, especially in violation of the law... Uh, well, no, we're doing a podcast. It's okay. Well, I, I'm giving you legal advice. Oh, okay. Because I'm your lawyer. That's right. And uh, so this is an essential service. Right. Also, I find it weird because I am immune to COVID. I have had COVID. I am immune. I cannot get it. I cannot transmit it. Um, and uh, I don't understand why I should be uh, bound by these idiotic rules. I don't understand why anybody should be. We talked about that in the original podcast. But we anyway. We don't follow no stinking we don't, yeah. we don't need those stinking health regs. Yeah. You know, I, I'm offended because now I can't go cough in old people's faces, which is like a hobby. By the way, fat chick rolls up in a car today, and it's a shitty car. It's like some fucking Yugo or something. And Arena and I are walking. We're not wearing masks because we're not, you know, retarded. And she goes, and you're yes. Not, and you're not contagious. Well, that too. And she goes, wear a mask. And I said, fuck off, fatty. <laughs> and Arena like, yeah, and she like pulls something out of here. What happened? I'm like, that fat bitch just told me to wear a mask. Arena's like, fuck you! <laughs> I am too dignified and elegant to ever do such a thing. Uh, yeah, and it's yes, not. Yeah. And yes, let me are. let me tell you, it's not. It's not like people Thank are. You, yeah. It's not like people are lining up to take a turn with Bertha. Okay, <laughs> you know. The fucking uh, USS Enterprise pulls into port, and she's still 50-50 on getting some, uh, you know, action. Anywho, um, wow, I went down that road, didn't I? So was it Bertha Does Pullman? Is that what Bertha Does Pullman. Yeah, she's a big birthing. Um, wow. So anyway, we, we came over, and we decided we didn't have steak tonight. We had pizza, which was fantastic. We had Gino's a, East in Sherman Oaks. Uh, Chicago so style. Good. Chicago. Gino's East of Chicago, which is over here in Sherman Oaks. They deep, opened one here. Deep dish and pub style, and it was... Uh, Gino's East. Gino's East. It was fantastic. We had a, uh, a great uh, Spanish vino verde. Yeah. It's kind of like a rosé, but a little friskier. I really liked it. I think it's probably my favorite of the... You know, light early wine because we always have a nice light wine to start. That's right. And then uh, Aria doesn't have as much because she's got to drive. So we made the agreement on that. You don't get to drink as much. Boy, she was mad. And uh, <laughs> it was it, it, how come it always works out that way? It doesn't always doesn't work it? out. No, sometimes don't I. Don't no, no, fifty percent of the time it's yeah. me. I just don't make a thing of it. Uh, oh, but, that's it. <laughs> he doesn't make a thing of it. And then we had that's a right then we had a delicious super Tuscan during uh, dinner. And I'm actually enjoying a Dos Equis now with my uh, my ice cream. But uh, we listen to a lot of music, and we listen to some interesting stuff. Uh, a concert in 1976 from by Elton John. Elton John and Ray Cooper. Their their, uh, their concert in Moscow from 1976. Uh, look, I'm not I'm not an Elton John super fan. I mean, he's always been there, kind of on the fringes. I I've never bought an Elton John album, but I can name a few of his songs. Uh, wow, what a showman, man! That oh, was yeah. that was a good. Con- I, I was like objectively good. Like I'm, I'm not like oh boy Elton John, but it was like oh. This guy knows how to perform. I've heard Springsteen's like that, but fuck Springsteen. Well, I, was basic I was listening to Springsteen before you got here. So. What, like as a joke? No, no, I was listening to it because... You're, you're having a thing? I, I like him. You're doing a bit? I do. I've seen him a hundred times. I mean, literally a hundred times. You've seen Springsteen a hundred times on purpose. On purpose. Paid Holy tickets. Shit. Traveled from here to the UK. To see him. I would travel from here to the UK to never fucking hear that guy again. Okay. I hate oh everything about him. 
I hate his oh, fucking music. Okay. I hate his fucking lyrics. I hate him. His politics are juvenile. But oh, I don't I even like want. I don't even need to get to his politics. Yeah, we're on the outside town, and we're driving a car. And there's another car, and I got a job at a factory, and people were putting things down on me, and I got a leather jacket. My girl's Bonnie Sue, and we're driving on a car, and I'm banging her on the hood. Now she's pregnant, and I'm I'm caught. I got a mortgage. Woe is me. Wait, I was in Vietnam. That's John Mellencamp. <laughs> Some of that was. Some, all of no, it. some of that Springsteen. There, there's some, some Springsteen there. Yeah, some of it's falling out. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I, I think Born to Run could be a good song if someone else did it. Uh, that is all. That's literally the only good song. Born in the U.S. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You and Blinded Obama. Blinded by the Light. Didn't he do that? See, that was fun. What? Didn't he do Blinded by the Light? You yeah. miss it. Oh, that, God. That's like one of the greatest songs of all time. That's right. It's a terrible song. No! Oh, that's a great song. Oh, my God. Blinded by the Light. Oh, shut up. It's a great Yeah, it's a great song. No. You are wrong. They were playing that at Turnbull Middle School. Okay. Wait, Turnbull? Yeah. That's the name of Kurt's character. Yes, Terminal oh, Middle School. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, holy shit. We got to get, we're, we're going off now. Let we, me need finish. A, we need to do a crisis update. We'll do a crisis update and the update on the guy who understood collapse in a way other people did. So oh. we'll get back to that. Okay. Uh, let me just put it out there. I hate Springs. I think you've seen a hundred times. I've always thought you had great taste in music. I do. Right, well, I mean, we come in, it's, and it's this Elton John concert, which is fantastic. Well, what and I'm no Elton, I'm Elton John fan. And then we then a Who acoustic concert. You were at it in London. In February. February. Oh, it was on Valentine's Day this year, before the whole world went to shit. Um, I was in London with a few I, friends. I remember you went out there. And we, we saw The Who. We saw them do four shows at a like a thousand-seat nightclub. In Kingston, like one of the suburbs. For like 15 pounds. For, like, for 15 pounds a show. I got to tell you, that's, I mean, uh, look, we all love the Who. When's the last time you bought, you could buy a ticket for that much? Uh, eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, boy, they did a, uh, a Won't Get Fooled Again. We, we won't say what year that was. Yeah. Uh, acoustic that was incredible. 1992. And I cited uh, uh, oh, Won't Get Fooled yeah. Again in one of my uh, recent town hall columns, which you guys should all have read. And uh, I really like the kids all right. They added like a whole. They stop. They finished it, and then they can. Then they started up again with like new choruses and stuff, and new new verses, and it was just fantastic. So yeah. I'm very supportive of your pro who choices. Your Bruce Springsteen stuff baffles buff, 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 and puzzles me. All right. Hi kid. Hi big dog. There's a giant dog here as big as a horse, and she is wonderful, and we love her. She's not barky or bitey. She's loomy because she's, she's looming over us. We're going to call her Licky. Oh, my gosh. She's so beautiful and friendly. She, she is. She's so, very sweet. Anyway, here we are. Uh, so where are we at? Uh, collapse. Go back collapse. To okay. I get this email from this guy. Now, if you've read Collapse, and you better have read Collapse, uh, the fourth Kelly Turnbull novel. Uh, Kelly Turnbull goes to a place called San Mateo, goes through a bunch of locations there. Which happened to be where I grew up. That's right. And it just happens that I literally grew up at the... the you and the, Greg Gutfeld, I think. Uh, Greg Gutfeld was also from San Mateo at the same time. He That's went right. to the Catholic school about a quarter mile from the public school I went. Mm -hmm. We're both class of 83. And um, uh, it turns out where I grew up in San Mateo happens to be basically the tactical 
fulcrum of the peninsula that San Francisco's on. That's if you're right. going to grab the peninsula, you grab the place where I lived. So a lot of action happens there because it's mostly about San Francisco because you're blowing up the Golden Gate Bridge. And where Kelly's brother lives too. Kelly's brother lives there too. He yeah. makes a vi- a, 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 we, we see him collapse you know a little that bit. Story very well. Yeah, sure. and I, uh, I've read them all. Uh, and he's an asshole. Yeah. And uh, just a horrible person. And uh, this guy was like, hey, man, that cliff, those rocks and cliffs you were talking about, I used to hang out there. He he lived in the same area I did, which is where all this stuff happened. Yeah. And, you know, if you're from, you happen to be from San Mateo in the San Mateo Highlands uh, with the weird houses called Eichler's, uh, you, you, you get all this. Is that the architect? Uh, yes. Eichler, well, builder. the builder. The builder. Uh, weird Japanese modern houses. I, I was one of like, there were like 20, 30 houses out of 2,000 that were not uh, Eichler's, and I lived in one of them. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I grew up around. Century modern. I grew, yeah, yeah, it was weirdly and Japanesey. Right. You know, is, very, very Asian. Yeah. We didn't call it Asian at the time, we called it Oriental. Yeah, that's right. I remember somebody goes, it's not Oriental, it's Asian. It's Asian American. And I was like, well, you know, when I was banging your mom last night, she wasn't quite so picky, at least about the whole. Um, so anyway, that's how that's how you know this is a bonus. This is this is a right bonus. Here. This yeah. is this is this is unredacted. because yeah, you got the we got a your mom reference. You got the your mom and a pretty M-Zero pretty graphic M zero M M zero M. Yeah, I always do M zero M. Yeah. So I didn't say your mom. Yeah, I said M zero M. Right. Oh, it makes them so mad. I just... It, and you can tell the bots won't respond. Right. Normal people will go, Fuck you, man! My mom's not a whore! She she, she loves all the men that she bangs! My favorite is, she's dead! My mom's oh, my dead. mom's dead. I'm like, God, man, then she's a super whore. Where she came back to fucking life to bang the freaking crew of the you know, USS I, Iowa. Uh, uh, for those of, for those of you at home, Irina just slapped Kurt. Yes, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, gosh, my eyes are completely red because uh, I just discovered maybe I'm allergic to cats. Maybe it's cats. I don't know. I'm having a giant allergic reaction. Uh, it is not COVID. I am over COVID. Like I said, I am I am powerful and potent, and not at all. Oh, there's a kitty over there. Yes. Not at all uh, vulnerable to that. So anyway, President had a rally in Georgia today. I heard nothing of it. Well, uh, apparently he said... Uh, uh, hopefully, he, he he was, said hopefully he said go vote. He said go vote. He, he, he was nicer than I am. Uh, again, if you read my Monday Town Hall column, which of course you will because you're you know, listening to this... You're woke. Uh, you are woke AF, as all the hip kids say. You know, I think that anybody who says, don't vote in Georgia because, you know, step one, don't vote in Georgia. Step three, we win. Step two, question mark, I'm a fucking moron. Uh, I am I am not down with that plan. Yeah. And the, and the establishment in Georgia is way too complacent about this. I've been, <laughs> I've been hearing a little of them this week. Like, Eric Erickson just says, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to win this. Um, I, I look. I, I, I am. I, I, I think it's positive. Uh, a lot of the people are liberal bots on social media saying this stuff, and a lot of the people saying it are not from Georgia, 
You know, I live in, you know, I live in Oregon and I'm not voting in Georgia. Okay, well, thank you. Fight the power. Yeah. You, you well, the, fucking the, the ones you have to worry about are the ones that don't live in Georgia who are coming to Georgia and voting in Georgia. Yeah. Well, I don't think there'll be that many of those. Uh, the uh, registration stops in like three days. So, yeah. By the way, today is December 5th. Yes. And it's my 30th anniversary of deploying from Stuttgart to. Uh, Desert Storm, uh-huh. where uh, I'm, I, you know, I went to war here like Pete Buttigieg. I ran a heavily armed car wash, so that was my that was my where was that? Uh, that was the vicinity of Hafer Al Batin. Where uh, is that? It's a middle of the Saudi Arabian desert. Okay, we went. Uh, I was part of Seven Corps. I was supposed to go forward the first day. And when was this? That that would have been uh, January 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. No, no, no. It was later. It was during the war. So uh, the, the ground war. So that would have been late February. I was supposed to move forward with my platoon to conduct decontamination operations for 1st Infantry Division, which was supposed to break through so the So this lines. is Desert Storm. Desert Storm. So 1990. 1991 was when the war was. 1990 is when I went over. Okay. And uh, I had read the war plan. It was lying around on a desk. And I was at Corps, Maine. Corps headquarters. I picked it up. I read it. And 1st Infantry Division is supposed to be wiped out. And I'm supposed to go up there in support of them. So I'm like, huh, that doesn't seem so, that doesn't seem good. So the plan is for them to be wiped out. Yeah, wiped out in the attack. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, other people push through. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's what happens in attack. The first unit gets fucked. Look at, you know, Normandy and show. It's like, huh, so I'll be, ooh, that's not good. But we got ready for everything. First ID punches right through. Everybody punches through. And they're like, well, you don't need to go forward. I was like, oh, okay. So... I spent uh, my mobile, heavily armed car wash, uh, never went forward, okay. which is fine with me. All my guys came home. Did you, did you have home. one of those urban assault vehicles? Uh, I had five-ton trucks. The thing is, we, had, we only had 20 guys. We had 10 vehicles, 20 guys. Okay. I, what is that shit? I don't know. Oh, now we're going to have to pay royalties. Are you, like, literally on your phone listening to other shit while we're yeah. doing this? And yeah. it's shitty music. I'm sorry. No, you Goodness. should be. It was Instagram. Oh, Something God. Something came up. Excuse <sighs> me. You suck. Mm. Uh, no, but, no, I'm actually quite wonderful. she's listening to Springsteen. Yeah. Yes. But uh, we, had, uh, we, we had more uh, machine guns, uh, M60 machine guns. We had like, I don't know, like five or something. I mean, we just had this incredible number of machine guns per soldier. So we had like literally more firepower than any unit. Man for man, uh, but we were a heavily armed car wash. Okay, so that was there's my war no, no, story. That, that, like I said, I'm no I'm no Rick, Richard Blumenthal. Right? Sounds like something right out of Stripes. It um, with, with a car wash. Uh, with a, a lot fewer laughs and no PJ Souls. Yeah. Okay. So okay. it's a PJ Souls. PJ Souls. I want reference. to throw that out there. Yep. PJ Souls. Rock, 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 rock. High, high school. school and of course Halloween. Oh, where she uh, okay. She took yeah, her top right. off. That's it. right. That's Took right. her top off in it, so I remember that. It wasn't quite uh, Phoebe Cates, but you know you can't go say you can't go wrong on nipples, um, unless it's that fat chick driving the car who gave me shit about the mask. That's right. I don't want to see what she's packing. That uh, that's just no, thank you. Pass. How about you, honey? What mm-hmm. do you think? What do you think? Mm-hmm. 
I don't even know what the hell that is. That means, uh-huh. Okay. There Pass. You. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad we got that settled. Yeah. Uh, so what else is going on? We got, let's see. We're, we, we've agreed that we're not going to be fucking morons about Georgia. Right. Because that's a stupid plan. Let's go into the most important runoff that we might have ever had and not vote. Yeah. Because somehow that's going to lead to us. Somehow giving the Democrats a Senate is going to lead to winning... Yeah. In some way. My favorite part is, well, they haven't told Brian Kemp to, to demand that the marshal of the Supreme Court declare martial law and send, you know, SEAL Team 6 to arrest and take to Gitmo all the... And it's like, all right, let's explain how shit works, you fucking moron. Senators can't tell governors what to do. That, that should stop the discussion right there. See, the thing is, they have these... But I get when I deal with it, on the rare occasion I deal with these people on Twitter, usually it's like, fuck you, you're a dipshit. I'll be like, well, what exactly do you want them to do? I want them to do, I want them to make it not happen. Okay, this seems subjective. This is not subject to metrics. So what exactly do you want to happen? Well, I'm frustrated and angry. Okay, got that. They, They cheated. Yep, I agree. I was one of the president's lawyers in Nevada. I understand. Well... They should make it not happen. Okay? What is the magic spell that you and Harry Potter will fucking cast to make unfairness disappear? Because as we know, unfairness is unprecedented in human experience. The Republicans had a good run. I mean, in on the state level. Everywhere else they did fine. Everywhere else they did fine. Which, um, it, so, which would seem to be evidence that maybe Dominion didn't... Change all the, maybe it was just regular cheating. So, which I think is the answer. So, the only move is to scare the Republicans that you just voted in uh-huh. into changing, you know, into, into changing the rules, into changing the voting rules. No more mail in ballots. Let's go back to what we had. And all of which I am, I am, I'd be very happy with. Except the election is a month from today. No, I'm, I'm not talking about this election that's a month from today. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about... Oh, in general. Uh, yeah, I'm just... You, know, but, but you, you have think... all these people hanging their heads uh-huh. and saying, okay, I'm out. I'm not voting anymore. We're just going to... They're just going to cheat anyway. Well, who's the guy going, well, we're done. Let's not do anything. The, the, let me give you an insight. And I don't know because I wasn't... I haven't been actually there since I you know, caught the plague. But it seems to me that... The China virus. The China virus. Pangolin pandemic. Yeah. Um, It seems to me that a a good part... You know, the president understands it is an uphill battle to win this in the courts. But it is important to fight it all the way through in order to set the stage to make sure it can never happen again. That's right. That's what they're doing. And... You know, ballot harvesting became illegal in California in 2018. And us Republicans refused to do it. And we got killed. And then we did it this time. And we took four of our seats back. That's right. And it seems to me that you get one and free one, shot. And one to- 27 toss-up seats. All of them. Yes. Yes. We learned. But we lost. The president. The president. You're, you, know, you, know, you think Biden will never be inaugurated. I'm like, dude. I'm just talking percentages, okay? I'm not, the, the, you know, the fact that I see a meteor heading towards Earth does not mean 
and point it out does not mean I have a pro-meteor agenda. It simply means, huh, there's a meteor. Perhaps we ought to react to the fucking meteor instead of, you know, our feelings. It's just, you know, look, I mean, the, the deck is stacked against the president or anybody attempting to overturn the purported initial result of an election. Yes, That's find, simply a fi- fact. Find a judge who's willing to... No, find three, because yes. you need three states. Or or five. Or five, but you could do it with three. Yeah. Best case, you do it with three. Then you got to find three courts of appeal, yeah. and you got to win those. And then you got to get to the Supreme Court, you got to win five. that too. That's and that's the five. And that ain't, I mean, let, let's, I, I'm telling you, that's not likely. It's, yes, it's an inside royal flush. I want to make the case as best we can. And I'm, and I think, uh, I think frankly, I've done a good job of making the case, even though so under the circumstances, even though this is not regular litigation. Look, if this was regular litigation, you have three years to set the case up and you'd have a bunch of witnesses and you'd be presenting evidence for like two months. Here, you basically get a bunch of declarations and you have an afternoon. Yeah. That's it. That's how it works. And you better, you know, here's the thing. People committing fraud tend not to tell you. It's rare that they admit it. And people go, you just don't believe in the president. I literally went to Nevada and worked for him. I literally caught COVID doing it. Okay? I think I've committed enough, you dumb motherfucker. And it's like... You're not the enemy because you're pointing out the difficulty of the challenge. And I unreservedly think that the irregularities, and I say irregular, so you say irregular, you mean fraud. No, I mean irregularities because irregularities include fraud, but they also include mundane shit like bad comparisons of signatures. I think the irregularities through the election to uh, Joe Biden. Can I prove it in court? Under the fa- and, and under the processes that have been established. And in the time that you have. And in the time that I have. Well, like I said, uphill fight. So far not. So far not. So what are we going to do? Well, I think we should get really angry and be jerks. And not vote anymore. And not vote anymore. That'll show them. That'll show them all. Yeah, that's an option. I have another option. We can act like fucking men and get back in there. And beat them out of the margin of fraud. You know, we won the Georgia elections. We didn't get over 50%, but we beat, the Republicans beat the Democrats in both elections. We've already beat them. And not by a little, by like 90,000 votes, which is more than uh, uh, Kemp did when he beating, uh, uh, you know, Georgia Governor Stacey Ham Sandwich Abrams. By the way, she oh, makes a appearance of collapse. Wait, you mean she's, or not, she's, she's not the governor? She keeps saying she's the governor. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get really I confused about how we're spo- whether we're supposed to believe in the integrity of elections or not. Because it seems... Because 2016 was, was rigged. And now yes, this and one so was 2018. Right, and this one isn't. But this one isn't. Yeah. And how dare you point out that it is. Also, Stacey Abrams is the president. She's a vice president in crisis for a short period of time. That's one of my favorite uh, scenes in the That's book. That's right. That's right. Uh, ripped from the headlines of 1968 when Mama Cass choked on a ham sandwich. But wow. anyway, Crisis is doing well. 
So um, it got up to 29. 29 I, I was watching, of all books. I was watching this over Thanksgiving weekend. 29. 29th best-selling book of on all books Amazon. on Amazon. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And how many publishers of regular thrillers do you think came to me and said, Kirk, you know, I can't get my shitty freaking authors to 200. And you, you have killed it. You are selling left and right because your books are fantastic and you're sexually powerful. Uh, the I don't think that's what... That's exactly what they've been saying. No. If they were talking to me, which they're not. None of them. I have not I, been approached I literally by saw that in some of the reviews. Did you? Yeah. 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 Kurt, your potency that. is astounding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the book's okay. This must be reserved for, uh, like, special people. Uh, like, to read. <laughs> um, not me. The... Uh, uh, but no, I, I, I uh, now, now you know on nonfiction I have my my publisher's Regnery, my last one was, and uh, that's they're great, but they do nonfiction mm-hmm. for fiction. I literally have not had, uh, I've had one bite. Uh, it was a guy, uh, a, a nice house, and they they had a vision that I didn't share. But what I mean, what's your motivation to go to a publisher? Why should I? Yeah. Uh, are they going to be able to? They would have to substantially enhance my sales, so you can make what you made on your sale. Well, my my royalties when I do some through Amazon, I could put out a professional level product through Amazon, but I get a ton of the royalties. Yeah, I mean, right. I get a ton. That's right. Just unbelievable amounts. I'm getting like five to set ten percent royalties when I go through a publisher. So he's gonna they're gonna have to sell like ten times as many books. Right. And plus, I get total control. There's no editor. I mean, Arena. She can edit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I make a note or two here and there. You make a note or two. To, I, I, I crowdsource notes. I crowdsource uh, copy editing. Yeah. Uh, people will go, hey, Kurt, I've read the thing. Here, here's a list. And uh, Adam Kissel, for instance, just went over the whole thing. Just fantastic. Really? Oh, he was good. He's a great guy. What, did he, what kind of stuff did he give you? Uh, no notes. It was all copy editing. Oh. But he, I mean, he was like in the weeds on it. He's like, are you sure this is the right tense? I'm like, Man. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He, it was good. There are people who find things that neither of us find. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh. <laughs> It's so annoying. Yeah. But I only have three yeah. errors it's in Crisis that have been identified. I called uh, Bill Paxton, uh, Bill Pullman. Did you really? Yes. Oh. I called an A-10 a fighter instead of a jet. Oh, I should be in tap I, I wouldn't. You know what? I, I misspelled have... Isaiah. <gasps> oh, did you? Yes. The, I should have caught that one. I wouldn't have caught the Paxton or Pullman because I could have thought you were referring to either one or both. Mm-hmm. They're the well, same it was person, aliens. aren't they? Yeah. I they're they... not the same they're person. They're not the same person. But... Hey, man, maybe you're not keeping up on current events, but we just got our asses kicked. Game over. Game over. It's like fucking Private Hicks is like handling a, a, a edge Republican strategy for fucking Georgia. Game over, man. I'm not voting for Ledoux or, 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 or Loeffler or Purdue or whatever the fuck his name is. Because game over. Okay, all right, all right. Shut up, Hicks. Jesus. Maybe, maybe we should put her in charge. I could do Hicks all day. Game over. Hicks? That's Private Hicks. In Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. Sorry. It's a great movie. And then uh, what's uh, Michael Bain's character's name? 
The guy goes, he goes, you're just, Paul Reiser goes, you're just a grunt. No offense. None taken. Yeah, we got to nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. I love that shit. So <laughs> weird. I got to figure out a way to work that into book six. Book six is fun. I've got some. I've got some great ideas. I know where he is the first mission, and then then I know where he's going, and I know what he's going to do for a little bit, and I got to figure out some of the rest. What's going to happen to Crane? Oh, I'm sure something. I'm sure something great's going to happen to him. I think he's going to open up a hot yoga studio something in uh, Santa Monica. Okay. Yeah, I gotta think. Of, I gotta think. Of, I gotta think of something amazing. He's a good villain. He is a good villain. I think he's a good villain. I like the skincare regimen. He'd be better. De- better off dead. Well, I, 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 I he, <laughs> there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Turnbull emptying his freaking uh, Wilson at uh, shit going away in that book. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm gonna turn it into a thing. Yeah. There'll be a comment about it. What are you doing? Oh my gosh! Taking pictures of Drew's cat so, on my sweater. Yeah, we're just kind of doing our thing. He's so cute. He is such a cute kitty. Oh my gosh! Just infecting my eyes and making that's, me break out. That's Roger the cat over there. Roger the cat. Named named after named after the uh, lead singer of the Ramones. Roger, yeah, Roger, Roger Ramon. Roger Ramon. A lot of people don't know that. That's right. Joey came along later. That's right. Well, you know, the, the, he, Roger Ramon is sort of the Zeppo the Zeppo, Ramon. The Zeppo Ramon. That's yeah. nice. That's a good reference. Yeah. By the way. Or the uh, Gummo Ramon. Gummo Ramon. Holy shit. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of obscure references, looks like Dennis Miller is doing his last podcast on Monday. So no. I'm going to be in mourning for a while because that, that motherfucker is fun. Here's how I torture myself. I listen to him on twice speed. Mm. It just... It's oh god! It's the most painful thing. He's so quick anyway. Now he's twice as quick, yeah. and I'm like, "Hey, I could tag!" And he's like five fucking riffs ahead. I'm like, "Fuck, fuck!" Yeah. I'm nothing. I had a Prince Matrapelli reference. <laughs> it was gonna be killer, and now you're five fucking references ahead, motherfucker. You've you've been on his show a handful Prince of times. Prince Matrapelli. Thank you. And you, you, you know, you've kept you, up. You've, you've kept up. Yeah, and you've, you've, you've blown a couple past him. Uh, I, I got one past him. I got the uh, God. Why did I get past him? Now I have to fucking remember. It was a musical reference, I think. Oh, Terry it was Jacks. Terry Jacks. Terry Jacks. Yeah. I said it's like a, it's got a shorter track list than the greatest hits of Terry Jacks. And yeah. They like pause. He goes, "Wanted Soldier," and I'm like, "No, Seasons in the Sun." Wanted Soldier is Pete Buttigieg's theme song. Yeah. <laughs> he just fucking lost it. I was like, oh my god, I got a reference past Ben, 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 ben Miller. You, I am, oh my god. That's exactly what I did. I know. It's on the tape. You can listen. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He hasn't been back. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't back. I don't know why. No, I did. I did. I did go yeah. back. We we did a uh, we and uh, we closed on a uh, Orson Welles reference where there was a house in Victorville. Oh, see, I thought that was that had a uh, sweat out one. one. No, it was a different was, one. Was that a different one? Okay. Yeah, an S A S A S L A house in Victorville. That's right. Sin Q had uh, Rosebud the sled out front uh-huh. of the house in uh, 
Victor or Apple Valley. Yep. So that's I like to do Joe Mankovitz bits. Yep. So it's very narrow, but the the, the people who appreciate it really deeply appreciate it. So by the way, David Fincher just did a biography of him and how he interacted with uh Mankowitz interacted with uh, Orson Welles on Citizen Kane. And I'm thinking, huh, what an interesting movie. I'll never fucking watch that. You know, so. I, I saw it in high school. And, and I, think, I think Citizen Kane, for me, is the movie equivalent of Nirvana. It's very popular among some people, but not you. Exactly. Okay. I like that. Overrated. It is one. It is Nirvana is perhaps the most overrated thing that involves a guy named Kurt, but not a guy named Kurt Eichenwald. <laughs> so yeah. that's Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I remember the morning he, he like shot himself, and I was in law school. And I got to law school, and people were like depressed. I'm like, okay, stop caring. I mean, I wish no ill on the man. But I'm going to be able to move forward. So, and, and and you were thinking, just think, the Foo Fighters are coming. Not a Foo Fighter fan. Oh, I love the Foo Fighters. Sorry. Uh, they, they're not. I'm not, what, I'm not anti Foo Fighter. It's I'm anti uh, uh, Springsteen. Yeah. And I like Monkey Wrench. I think that's a good song. Yeah. I'm. I. I think the Foo Fighters are great. They, they, they have a lot of fun. Yeah. But nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I, I have gotten to the point where I don't hate music I don't like. I just sort of like, okay, other people like it, and I'm cool with that. Because, you know, with Kurt, it's all about sharing. I thought it was about caring. Well, I can do a lot of airing things. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, just stick a couple of fucking consonants in front, and we're good. Okay. okay. Herring. No, I can't do herring. That's goddamn seafood. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, well, how, how long have we been talking? Holy fuck. It's think, 36 minutes. I think we're good for a bonus round. Yeah, I think that's good for a bonus round. Hey, everybody. That's been Unredacted Bonus Round with Kurt Schlechter, Drew Maddish, special guest star, Irina Moises. Hey, she's taking, she never took your last name. Oh, you fucking noticed, huh? And Drew's cat. And Drew's cat. That would be Roger. And a dog, Roger. Where's Silas? And, and Opus. Opus and Keontae's over there chilling. Chillin', illin', and billin'. And my sweater. And since Arena's driving, she won't be swillin'. So. And uh, that's it for now. Talk to you soon. Adios.